Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Ariel Hawani, back with another stellar edition of the Wednesday Hawani Show. As always, lots of drama in the world of mixed martial arts. I will be speaking to Leon Edwards. What is going on with him? I will be speaking with Curtis Blades. Big fight for him on Saturday. But first, I do want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts here at ESPN. It's called The Hoop Collective. And, you know, these days... My beloved New York Knicks are in the news, and quite frankly, I do think that they are talking a little too much about the Brooklyn Nets and not enough about the New York Knicks. But Brian Windhorst and his crazy cast of characters each and every episode do a fantastic job of covering the sport. Truly is one of my favorite podcasts at ESPN. So if you're an NBA fan like me, I highly suggest you check out the Hoop Collective podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also... If you're a soccer, a.k.a. football fan, and you're looking for some world-class action, ESPN Plus is the place to be. Over there, on the platform that Chell and I built, you know this by now, they've got the best teams, the biggest stars, and over 20 international leagues and tournaments. Serie A, Bundesliga, MLS, FA Cup, Copa del Rey, and a whole lot more. You can sign up right now over at ESPNPlus.com. All right, on to today's program. Which, as always, listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ariel Helwani's MMA Show. in your life on this Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. Hello again, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Another edition of the Hawani Show coming your way. And like I said at the very top, an eclectic mix of guests, uh, a lot of drama to get to this week, talking a little welterweight division with Leon Edwards, talking a little heavyweight division with Curtis Blades. A couple things I just wanted to get out of the way right off the top of course as we talk about with uh, leon edwards the entire welterweight division is uh, is an interesting puzzle right now i don't want to call it a mess because you know when you got options it's an interesting puzzle as i sit here right now taping this on wednesday february 17th we are moving in the direction of jorge masvel versus kamaru usman too going down this summer probably in august we're also moving in the direction of them being the coaches of the ultimate fighter you may have seen some tweets from Kamar Usman. Um, you may have seen some tweets or some Instagram posts from Jorge Masvidal as well. This is the direction we're going into. And, you know, it makes sense, as I said on Monday, for Usman to go this route. It's the biggest fight he could get. It's the most amount of money he can get. It's a sellable fight in the sense that you could say, hey, you know, the first fight, one week notice for me and him, let's get a full camp, all that stuff for more. I know there are some people who think, Likely on Edwards, as you'll hear on today's program, that Masvidal doesn't stand a chance. But from a promotional standpoint, and when you consider the fact that Usman has beaten the top four guys at welterweight, uh, it's really his best option right now. Also, by the way, Wonderboy Thompson and Michael Kiesa are unavailable. They're both banged up at the moment. So that's probably the biggest news of the, the half week, if you will. Some other small things have come up since we last spoke on uh, – on Monday, Mike Perry has a fight against Daniel Rodriguez on the same card, by the way, as Darren Till. 
and Marvin Vittori. That's April 10th. That's the card that's still kind of up in the air. That might be the next ABC show from what I'm told. And that's the one that they were trying to move Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Costa to. But that's still kind of, like I said, flux at the moment. But could you imagine Darren Till and Mike Perry on the same card? I mean, the content that you can produce as a result of both those guys being together would be pretty fantastic. Uh, And one other thing that I did want to quickly mention before we get to our first interview of the day, which is Leon Edwards, Julian Marquez says that he has some great plan as to how to salvage this whole Miley Cyrus thing. And a lot of his, uh, his friends are coming after DC and I, I I've yet to see this, this great plan. I mean, I saw that he's doing a, a charitable thing. I don't know how one has anything to do with the other. I still feel like it was one of the all-time great blunders, but hey, if he feels like he's in a good spot, more power to you, Julian. You do your thing, and uh, we'll be over here talking about it all. So you're you're still winning, my man. You're still winning. Although I, I'll say the, the nickname is a little bit weird. I mean, can we change that? Uh, what, what are we doing with that nickname? It's a bit of a strange one. Anyway, coming up later, I'll speak to the very honest, the very forthright Curtis Blades. It's a great conversation, one of the good guys in the sport. But first, here is my conversation with the one and only Leon Rocky Edwards. Enjoy. This feels in many respects like, you know, every few months we have to go through the same thing with you, Leon. <laughs> and so can I start with this? Uh, what was your reaction when you found out that once again, for the third time, your fight against Hamza Chemaev had been canceled? Um, I was, I was a bit annoyed, obviously. I was annoyed. This is the third, like I said, the third time and, um, getting rescheduled to fight this guy, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I was a bit annoyed, but once I found out the reasons um, why I got cancelled, I was like, uh, I had it in December and I had like lingering effects as well, you know what I mean? And um, so I was like, uh, what could I say? I couldn't say much about it because I had it bad as well. So I think main, the main thing is 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 health, right? And if you can't compete and you can't compete, um, then that's what it is. And my next thought was, okay, what's our next option? What, what's next? Because I want to fight March 13th and that's mm-hmm. my aim to stay on that card um, and to compete on that card. So um, yeah, that's my thoughts really. So, you know, you say you're annoyed. Obviously that makes total sense. You haven't fought since July of 2019 and this has been quite the saga. Uh, I remember, so the first time uh, it gets canceled, uh, that was December 19th and then you guys were supposed to yeah. fight January 20th. Um, 20th yeah. So the first time was because you had coronavirus. The second time was because he had it. And I made the argument that you should have stayed on the January 20th card and just fought someone else. Did you yeah, want to yeah. stay on that card or were you okay with the idea of postponing the fight? Um, no, I, I went to the UFC straight away saying, okay, I haven't fought for over a year. So put keep me on that card. Move the co-main event, which was um, Magni and um, Kaysera. Move, yeah. move, move one of them guys up to our main event and I'll fight any of them guys, and but straight away doesn't like, now. Nah, let's reschedule it. It's a big fight, blah blah blah. But I was like, okay, I'll do both. I'll do March and I'll do January. <laughs> I'm fought for. I'm fought for so long. But I would like to be active this year, but they, they decided against it, and then they reschedule it for March, um, March of 13th. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that again. And now I got cancelled again. I was like, oh god, but no, I'm not having another 2020 again. You know what I mean? I, I want to compete, and I'm fit, I'm healthy, and I, I need to compete in March. And, you know, without getting too personal and prying, um, I mean, a natural thing that comes to mind, at least for me, is this is how you make a living. And yeah. you haven't fought in almost two years now. Are, are you getting a little worried? Like, like that's two years without paychecks or are you doing OK? Exactly. Yeah, I'm fine. Financially, I'm fine. Um, I don't really spend a lot. I save my money. Uh, I'm a good saver. So um, 
I don't know about the money part of it. It's more about the activity part of it, right? And um, I'm only 29 years old, so I need to be active. I'm getting older and older as the time goes on, you know what I mean? So um, it's more about just what I want to do in the sport. I want to be a world champion and um, just more about being active and getting to where I want to get to quicker. You know what I mean? I, I, can't be, I can't be sitting out for two or three years and not competing when I'm healthy, no injuries, nothing, you know what I mean? So... Um, this is the reason why I'm pushing to fight on March 8th. I spoke to your manager when the news came out. Um, Dana White told Brett Okamoto, I think it was on Thursday, that the fight was off and he was sleeping. He was out of the country and he told me that you were sleeping and that you yeah. were going to probably wake up to the news. Did you did. wake up to like a boatload <laughs> of messages? Yeah, because I woke up to go to the toilet, right? It's like <laughs> seven or six in the morning. So I woke up to go to the toilet. Was like, okay, for some reason, I can almost check my phone. So I checked my phone. I was like, oh, God, no. And then I, <laughs> so I, couldn't, so I stayed up all morning, like, just getting messages, the messages, the messages. I was like, I don't know what, what's going on. Um, so I, I spoke to the manager straight away, and then he explained um, the situation to me that he's out because of lingering effects from the COVID. And then his manager messaged me as well on Instagram, um, just explaining the situation and what, and what happened. And I was like, oh, God, scared. what's next? What, what are we doing? Straight away, um, I want to fight in March, so what, what are we doing? And He's like, the UFC is pushing towards um, COVID Covington. Um, they want to keep you in the card, which is a, which is a good thing, right? Because in, in January, they're like, okay, no, we need to reschedule it straight away. So there weren't no negotiations into keeping me in, in the January card. So this time, they're like, okay, let's keep him on the card, but let's find another opponent, which is a good thing. So I'm hoping to get another opponent for March 5th. I just want to ask you also about your battle with coronavirus. You lost 12 pounds. How bad was it? Well, I lost five, five, six kg. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why that's in pounds. Um, I lost about like five, six kg, and um, also lost my 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 appetite for food and my smell, my taste went. Um, my uh, I had two weeks off because you meant to have two weeks off um, isolating your house, and I did that. Went back, went back to training um, straight away as soon, as soon as I could, and um, my lungs just kept blowing up. Um, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel myself, and. I told my coaches, okay, let's just see how it goes. Just keep training. Might just be because he's just coming back after two weeks. And um, they're like, okay, literally, you're, you're like 50% of where you, where you was um, before you left, before COVID. They said, oh, and that, that's, that's when we decided to pull the fight and um, reschedule for January. Okay. And then, you know, as I'm trying to work through this timeline, uh, obviously you watched the fight on Saturday, Usman and Burns. Yeah. What did you make of it, and in particular, Usman's performance? It was it was a good fight. It was a good fight. I think both both guys showed um, holes in the game. Um, I think the more these guys fight, right, the more you can see of them, and the more confidence more confidence it gives me to know that I can go out there, I I can beat these guys. You know what I mean? So I, I enjoyed watching it. Usman got dropped in the first. He came back. Um, Burns got got stopped in. Um, it was a it was an entertaining fight, but it just gave me confidence knowing that I, I could be a world champion and just secured it more in my head that I can be a world champion just from seeing these guys perform, keep performing. So it just gives me confidence going into the, um, hopefully this year, get my title shot this, this year. Uh, what holes did you see in Usman's game? I can't point that out to you. <laughs> I see stuff. I, I, I see stuff. I'm a, I'm a very good reader of the game. I, I am. I, I can read the game really good and read fighters really good and I see a lot of stuff that he does wrong and a lot of stuff that he does right he, he's a good fighter you know what I mean to be in a 30 fight win streak 
it speaks for itself. So, but there is ways to beat him, and I can't wait to go out there to get my chance to prove it that I I'm one of, I'm the best in the world. Were you surprised he stopped Burns via strikes? Now, nah, Burns are knocked out at lightweight, right? He's getting chinned at lightweight. He's probably mm. gonna get chinned at welterweight. He's just a blown up. This is basically a blown up lightweight, and um, to get dropped with a jab as well. That's like uh, I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? To to get knocked out with a jab. That is, I think, is a little bit, a little bit on the chinny side. So, um, yeah, that's what I think. I think he came out, he came out in the first round. He did, he did well. Got overexcited, um, gassed out, and then got stopped. And I think the third round it was. So it was an entertaining fight. I enjoyed watching it. And considering that, were you surprised that he was able to rock Usman like that in the first round? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was shocked to be fair. He's got quite short arms, Bernard. So to land that overhand shot was, was a good, good thing. And if it took his time a little bit more, he'd have probably done done way better than what, what he did. And he's kind of just like got overexcited and the moment the moment got to him and he rushed it, he rushed his work. And but um he did good man for fair play to him. You could tell that he knew that they, they both knew each other going into that fight from training because this one didn't, didn't want to engage with him on the floor and he didn't know exactly what the other guys are good at, right? And you can tell from watching that fight. Now after the fight, as you know, Usman calls out Jorge Masvidal. It seems like that fight is coming to fruition. They might even be coaches on the Ultimate Fighter as well. This is all happening as we speak, but it looks like that's the direction things are going. Uh, you just you just shook your head. What was your uh, reaction <laughs> when you heard that? Uh, when, I, when, I, when I heard it, I was like, oh, mate, what, what, what are you doing? Um, first of all, I don't think he must have deserved a title shot. So for him now to, he's like promoting himself off, oh, yeah, I brought Usman's nose and give me a full camp. But I think Usman beats him 10 out of 10 times. I just don't think Masvidal is a championship fighter. I think it's a good good fire, good contender, but not, he will never be a champion um, in the USA from what I can say from right now, for the generation right now, that's in, in the top five. I don't think at the four, 10 times, like I said, I think Usman beats him 10 times. And I think this is more just about the business side of it. It's about the money and Usman probably thinking about the money, right? It's, it get easy work for um, payday for high payday so well and I also I was pissed off because I'm, I'm meant to be in that spot right but I want to fight March 13th so if I have to wait for Usman to to recover and re- re- to fight again probably like later this year so that's that's too long for me I, I want to fight March then I want to fight for the title um, later on in the year okay so as we sit here right now do you have an opponent on March 13th um not Sign and deliver. No, I got um word from the UFC that they 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 in talks with um Kobe Covington to try to get him to, to step up for March, um and that's it. That's all I got so far. So we'll, we'll, let's see, let's see how it plays out. Do you like that option? Yeah, I think it's a it's a good option. It puts me in the position I wanted to be in is to be world champion. I go out there, I beat Kobe Covington. What what else can I say, Errol? You know what I mean? I'm, I've been a nine four in the streak. I saw a thing um, yesterday, right? It's like GSP, me, and um, Usman. He's like 13, 13 wins. I'm on eight. And I, I can't see where I was to go from me beating one of these top guys, um, Corby Covington. And I can't see them doing anything else. So I think it's a good option. It eliminates one, one of us out of the picture. And we I know exactly where, where, where I need to go from there. So this morning, uh, another outlet, Submission Radio, posted an interview with Colby Covington, which I suspect because they're in Australia that it was done yesterday. And he yeah. said to them, I'm not interested in the Leon Edwards fight. I'm not here to do charity. 
what has this guy done, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, no one needs to feel bad. I'm in the championship business. I'm in the pay-per-view business. I'm paraphrasing here, but this is essentially what he said. Yeah. You know, I'm not interested in this fight. Thanks, but no thanks. What do you make of that? Where, where, where does it go from here, right? Is the other four, if one's a title shot, he has to be, beat someone like me, right? I'm ranked number three in the world. He just um, he got beat by the champion like one fight ago, beat a washed up Woodley. So where, I don't understand where, where it goes from here if he wants to be a world champion. And I think for him to, if Marcel and, and Usman's getting made, then what does he do? He has to mm-hmm. fight me. And um, uh, all these guys make excuses. Errol, oh, he's not a big enough star and blah, blah, blah. But none, none of them really want to fight me. You know what I mean? They all know that I'll, I'll get the victory over them. And I think that's, that's just making excuses as to not, why they don't want to fight me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm ready to go any any of them guys in top five. And, um, and that's it. In your conversations or your management conversation with the UFC, have they said we are keeping you on the March 13th card? Yeah, that's it. That's what, that's what they said to me. Um, the plan is to keep me on that card, uh, March 13th. And the opponent, obviously, is Cove Covington. That's, that's, that's what they're pushing towards. That's what I want. So we'll see how it plays out. They're pushing towards it. So let's see. Are you worried? Okay, let's say he drags his feet. He says no. Then what do you do? Um, we then look look for other options, right? Might look look down the rankings and see who's available and who's who's in good health and available to go. But I want to fight come March fifteenth, so we'll see. Yeah. But my main option is to get Kobe Covington in there and um beat him from there. The frustrating thing, uh, and I'm saying frustrating. I'm sure it's exponentially more frustrating for you is you go down the rankings. The next top guy is wonder boy, but he's hurt. Um, you know, yeah. he, he, he spoke about wanting to fight you, which I think was probably a welcome uh, message to you, but he's hurt. He can only come back later on in the spring. Michael Kiss is the next guy. He's also hurt can only come back in the summer. Uh, I, I would assume you'd be down to fight those guys if they're okay, yeah. but you don't want to wait, right? Like it's you, it's, it's March 13th. The date is most important. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, like I said, these two guys going on the rankings, though, they're both hurt, right? And right. um, they both can't compete. So, um, for me, like I said, just being is activity. I need, I, I want to compete come March thirteenth, and um, just being active. So if you have to go even like further down the rankings just to see who's there and go from there, if it makes sense, then I, I, I'll do it. You know, what I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I want to compete. Um, so yeah, I want to, I want to be busy because I've been out, like I said, since two thousand nineteen, and. That's quite a long time, so I want to go. Now, the one name we didn't discuss, and I have to say I loved it. I loved the idea. You versus Nathan Diaz. He wants to fight at 170. (laughs) He wants a big name. You call them out. I I still am holding out hope that this could happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, Do you feel like there's a chance that this could happen? Um, hopefully, hopefully, but Nate's one, one of these weird ones, right? You never know what is <laughs> what he's gonna do or what he's thinking, you know what I mean? So, um, that would be a great fight. Um, he's calling out, he wants to compete at 170, right? He's calling out lightweights, right? So, I don't, I don't know where, where is that and what he's thinking, but he, he'd be a good option as well. So, I, I'm assuming you're not holding your breath on that one. Nah, he's like I said, he, Nate, Nate is a weird, weird, weird man. So, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what he's thinking or what he's gonna do. So, if it comes, it'd be great to have him. He's, like he says, he wants to compete at 170. He says he only want to fight winners. I'm, I'm the one with the, with the most wins in the division, apart from Usman. So, what other more winners could you could you need? So, um, that'd be good to have have him step in if you could. Can I just ask, Leon, as we wrap this up, um, do you feel like a caged animal at this point? Like, I, I, yeah. I don't recall. 
I've been covering the sport a long time. I don't recall a story quite like this. Like, and, and it's not about charity. It's not about feeling bad. It's just the, the, the amount of crap that you have had to deal with over the past year is really mind blowing. And you're so close to the title shot. And now you have this situation where it looks like they're giving you a big fight or trying to make a big fight. And the guy yeah. involved on the other side, doesn't want to take the fight. Like, do you feel like your head is going to explode? How do you handle all of this? I would be going crazy. Um, yeah, my head, I've like passed the stage of going crazy, right? I was, I'm like, I just want, I also want to compete. That's my main thing right now. So um, I want to compete so bad and just to show my improvement over the last year or so. You know what I mean? This is what my main focus is to um, keep, keep improving. I want to go out there, show my improvement. It's been like a year and a half. So I'm, I'm a totally different fighter from when I last fight, um, RDA and, um, this is my main aim, really, just to, to stay focused on what the longevity of what, what I'm thinking, right? It's to be a world champion, and it's annoying, obviously. Um, I've been through all the ups and downs, all the emotions to do with it, but now it's just about, okay, well, they can slow the journey down, but they can't stop it, right? And hopefully, one, like I said, one of these guys step up um, come March 13th, and I can prove my case from there and then go from there, but it does, it does, does get to me sometimes, but yeah, um, I am solid in my head, and I, I understand where, what's going on, where I need to be, and, and that's it. Are you worried about cage rust? No, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in it. Cause don't, don't say about cage rust when the guy loses, right? If goes, if goes out there and win, um, then there's no cage rust. No one talks about cage, cage rust. It goes out there and lose, um, then now, uh, yeah. So suddenly, it's, it's cage rust. I've, I've done, um, this is my fourth camp. Woodley camp and then um free for um Chumayev. yeah this is my fourth camp right so I've had solid spas um for them four camps and um solid work for them four camps so I don't we'll see who wants to get in there I don't believe in it I don't believe there's yeah, um in, in cage rest, but let's see what we'll get out of there okay and two last things are you hoping to revisit the Shemayev fight down the line since you've been thinking about him for so long or are you over it at this point um, nah, I'm over it for now. Um, let him go beat someone else in the top 15, top 20, and then I don't know, we'll work his way up probably. Um, I want to fight any of these top five guys in the division, and um, I'm so close to a tower shot. Let's yeah. say one more, one more, um, one more fight, and just to get there, you know what I mean? And I'm so close to that, there's no point now. Me looking back down after, if, if, let's say I fight Cole Covington in March, why, why would I now go fight Chimaev? It makes no sense, you know what I mean? Right. I have to go. I have to go up, right? So I'll look for the look for the title shot next. What's your message to Colby? He's going to be watching this. They're offering him the fight. Stop What's being a message? bitch. <laughs> Just stop being a bitch and step up. He talk he, he talks all this shit in, in, in social media, but he doesn't want to fight. He makes excuses um, as to why he doesn't want to fight. Just step up and stop being a bitch. Let's get this work. Leon, I appreciate it. You're handling this very well, my friend. Uh, I don't know if I could have handled it as well as you it's a lot of frustration but uh, i hope you yeah, get what you real. want march 13th i hope we get to see you back in there and uh, i wish you the best with what is probably going to be a few days of negotiations here and then some yeah. drama and then hopefully you get that fight in uh, less than a month thank you as always for the time leon and best of luck to you thank you brother passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now let us say hello to one of the very best heavyweights on the planet. He returns to action this Saturday, main event, UFC fight night in Las Vegas at the Apex. He's Curtis Blades. He's going up against Derek Lewis. Very important fight in the heavyweight division. Good to talk to you, Curtis. Thank you. No problem, man. Always a pleasure to be on the show. Um, by the way, I see the fresh cut. You got the, the designs in there and stuff. Yes, Is sir. there like a specific guy that you go to before you head out to your fight? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been going to the last, I've been going to the same guy for the last almost three years now. Um, I'm very loyal to my barber. So, yeah. Uh, he's a local guy out here, John Dome. Um, anyone who's out here in the Denver area, you should definitely ch- check him out. And is it the same design every time, or do you switch it up? Uh, I've been using this one the last two or three fights. The um, I call it the Versace. I don't know what the exact name <laughs> is, but yeah, I've been using that one. But I like to switch them up. I've got, I've had a bunch of them, a bunch of different designs. I like that. Do, do you do you want them to mean something, or do you just like that it looks good on you? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. At the Versace, I don't know. It gives me heavy. It gives me the vibes of like a Greek warrior. I gotta feel like. Like I'm, I'm going to war, and I feel very like I feel like this is my last piece of armor that I'm putting on before I walk out there. And once I get the haircut, that's when I know it's like it's real. This is fight week. I'm about to go go leave and go fight somebody. Now, of course, we thought that we were going to get this fight in November, Thanksgiving weekend. Unfortunately, it had to be canceled. It, it got canceled. One of those rare main events during this pandemic. The UFC has been very lucky. The main events have have actually happened. Yours, unfortunately, got canceled because because you got COVID. What was that like to find out a day before the event, main event, huge fight for you that you were out because of COVID? That sucked. It was uh, initially like the first hour. I was pretty disappointed, pretty pissed because I had all the family out there, friends out there. I don't know if you remember, but that was the weekend for um, angst. Thanksgiving weekend, so it wasn't easy for people to get there. It was just, it was not my, it was not my ideal weekend. So it was rough initially, but once I got back, I got back home to Denver, and we just assessed the situation. Like the fight had to be canceled because I didn't have any of the the COVID symptoms on Friday, but the next day, like. Around like 11 a.m., mm. I it hit me hard. Like there's wow. no way I would have been able to fight. I had the ch- chills and the headaches and the muscle aches, and it it came out of the blue. Like, I thought it was fine. Like, I thought it was like one of those asymptomatic guys, but no, it hit me the day of the fight, like early that morning. There's no way I would have been able to fight. There's no way. How long? How long did you feel that way for? Almost a week. About wow. Six days and then 
it, it started to clear up. Yeah. Did you lose weight? Yeah, I lost about eight pounds because, yeah, you're not hungry. That's for sure. Yeah. You're definitely not yeah. looking to eat nothing. Any after effects now? No. Um, the worst after effect was the lingering fatigue, but that went away after like a month. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that. Glad the fight is happening. Very recently, uh, Dana White told, I believe, TMZ that the winner of Nganu Miocic is fighting John Jones for the belt. Like that's set yeah. in stone. Did that take the wind out of your sail? I mean, because you can make a case nope. that this would be a number one contender fight. You you already know what I was going to ask. Why yeah, why yeah. defiantly no? I expected it. It's John Jones. He's he's a money fight, and like if he wants to fight for the belt, yeah, he gets to fight for the belt. Like I'm not I'm not shocked. Do I think it's it's the most uh, fair thing? Is it no? But that's not what this business is about. It's not what's about fair and who's earned what. Because I think Glover, I think Glover is Tishera and light heavyweight. I think he should have been next. But, hey, Izzy wants to bump up. You let Izzy bump up. So it works like that for all weight classes. I'm not that. I wasn't sh- shocked at all. Okay. Not bothered, not shocked. Uh, nah, have you even allowed – have you allowed yourself to even think of, all right, like what exactly – I mean, obviously you want to keep winning. You're in that spot. But, you know, the heavyweight title doesn't get defended very often, as you know, almost one a year for the last three, four years. Do you think you would stay active or do you think you would wait after this? Because you can make a very strong case that a win over Derek Lewis, that would be your fifth in a row. You would deserve a title shot. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I think I have a great, great argument. And that's that's my job. That's my focus right now is to, to build, build my argument up for why I should be next, even though. It's already said in stone. It's gonna be John. I still have my job to do. I still have to take out Derek. And um, if if me and John end up fighting, like Engano uh, beats Stipe, and then John beats Engano, and okay, I mean, I I could envision myself waiting out, waiting around, and like waiting to see how things turn out. And I could also see myself like I like to make money. Um, I like to stay active. I like to build my skills. So I can also see the possibility of me taking on another fight. Because who knows, like you said, they normally fight once a year. So who knows how long the the gap could be between the next title shot. So I don't know yet, but I'm open to both possibilities, waiting or staying active. It really depends on who wins and when they decide to have another um, next fight, next matchup. Okay. Well, that is good to hear. Um, you are fighting Derek. It's a big fight. I know you're not looking past him. Could no. I ask, um, do you like Derek Lewis? How do you feel about Derek Lewis as a person? He, I don't have any reason to call him a bad guy because I, I haven't seen anything that would point to that. But I do think his humor is a bit a uh, little – low-hanging fruit like i'm just going to be the big guy and make the weak easy jokes like my balls are hot stuff like that like i wouldn't do that that's not my type of like personality but i'm not i'm not hating on him that's that's one of his sticks it's it's not hurting nobody he's not kobe covington so i have no i got no problem with him um i don't think he puts in the 
the work and I don't think he respects the game the way I do because I've seen in a couple of the interviews like he works out once or twice a week. I don't know if that was because he had a back injury or that just like a preference thing, but um, I just I don't think he's putting in the the work to be great that a lot of other guys are putting in to be great. Like I I know I'm putting in that work and I. I see a lot of guys at elevation. I see the type of work that needs to be great. I watch Gaethje. I watch Usman. I watch Neil Magny. Like, I don't think he's working like that. I'm working like that. I don't think he's working like that. I was wondering also, you know, he has said some things about you. He referred to you as a crab in a bucket. Have you heard this? <laughs> saying that you don't want to see another black man be successful. No, it has nothing that? to do with that. Yeah, do you, I mean, do you think that. he's just trying to like get under your skin yeah. or talk smack, or do you feel like yeah. he really believes this? No, I feel like this is the part of his shtick. Let okay. me say something random and see if see where that goes. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be like the whole like I only root for black black fighters, but I root heavily for a lot of black fighters. I can't help it. Like, I do want to see black fighters succeed, men and women. I Angela Hills on. TV, I am rooting my ass off. Like I, I root hard. So that's I don't know where he even got that from. Okay. Um, and does it get under your skin? I mean, like, is that like a personal no. shot, or you just you just let it roll? No, off I don't. I don't play that game. I don't play the let's let's see who can get the most clickbait. I don't. I'm not good at it, so I'm not even gonna play that game. I'm not good at it. What about his evolution as a fighter? Obviously, we know that you have a great wrestling. Um, you know, a, a great wrestling foundation, but you're also a very good striker as well. The wrestling has always been a problem for him. Um, is that something that you feel like he's gotten better at, or do you still feel like he's kind of still at the same level as far as his wrestling is concerned? I mean, yeah, I think he's gotten better. Uh, he's shown spurts of like uh, of competency down there and like spurts of like, okay, that was athletic. That was, He knows what he's doing, but you don't you don't get the wrestling I have unless you you wrestle. I wrestled from 2005 to 2012 in high school and collegially. That's where you really get the wrestling at. He's not getting that, so I don't. It, it really doesn't matter how many how many hours he puts in the sprawling or whatever. Like you're not gonna have the muscle memory that I have. It's taking me over a decade to build up the muscle memory that I have. So. I still believe he's going to be at a major disadvantage when it comes to wrestling. Um, you know, your last fight was a great win over Alexander Volkov. It was a dominant win. I think that win has aged well over time, especially when you see what he did and how good he looked against Alistair Overeem. But you received criticism. People thought that the fight wasn't very exciting. Did you feel like that was unfair? Did you understand where they came from? I do understand. I didn't. I did not get off the proper ground and pound to excite fans. Like, if you're going to use as much grappling as I've used, I understand you need to be active down there. You need to be... People want to see elbows. They want to see significant strikes. But I'm happy to give credit to the Volkov. Like, I've told everyone who's asked me about this fight, he is legit. He is not a bum. He is far from it. The man is huge. He's very strong. And he has a very underrated guard. Like, his physical... Like the length of his torso and the length of his eyes and everything, it presents like a whole different uh, problem that you don't get to. I've never grappled with anyone that like 
the length that he had, I never grappled anyone with those proportions. So it was just, it was hard to figure out how to get past the guard. I couldn't get out of full guard and it's, I need to get to half guard. And I, I just had issues and we've worked on my jujitsu. We've worked on my passing. I think we've addressed those issues, but yeah, he has a great guard and you got to give him credit. Like it, it takes two to tango, and he did a great job of not allowing me to do what I wanted to do to him. Um, by the way, going into that fight, you know, you were outspoken about a lot of things, which I actually agree with you on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And afterwards, you know, those words were used against you because the fight maybe wasn't as uh, exciting as some thought. How did you feel about how that was, how that went down? And, and do you regret, like, is it almost one of those no. things like, you know what, next time I'm not going to be outspoken because this is annoying. I don't regret it. Like I said what I said, um, and I I still feel that way. Dana, he he t- took advantage. He's like, oh, this guy, this guy, he has a he has people that are listening to him, and he performed like this. Well, let me let me smash him in the media so people don't listen to him anymore. Even though, come on, Dana, like I beat Alexander Volkov, like that's a legit win. I don't care how you do it. You shouldn't be disrespectful about how the win happened. I don't care. Like, that's one of the things I've ever understood is why do you you bash your fighters? Why do you bash your fighters who are actually legit, who are good, who who can be future champs? Like, I don't care what anyone says. You can hate me. You can hate my wrestling. You cannot deny I am on the path to being a champion. Why bash me? Mm. I don't. I don't understand that. Have you guys cleared the air since? I've never actually spoken to Dana. Ever? Not in person. Like maybe an interview, like quickly. But no, we've never had like a talk or anything. I don't think he follows my IG, or I don't think he he has my phone. I know he doesn't have my phone number. I don't. I was surprised he he even like spoke up after the fight. I'm like, oh, he he heard what I had to say. I didn't even think he knew who the hell I was at that point. Well, I mean, I'm sure he does. You're a headliner for him as one of the top guys. Would you like to have a better relationship with him? Yeah, I mean, he's the boss. Of course, you want to be cool with the boss. I mean, I mean, but I also understand he likes guys who give some highlights. I I gotta add some more highlights on my resume, and then maybe we'll have a drinkers. Or two, one day. So, given that criticism after the fight, like, do you feel pressure now to do something spectacular against no. Derek? Like, no. No. If I win the exact same way, I'll be fine. Because guess what? It's another win. It's a win bonus. Like, I don't know if a lot of people. I know a lot of people don't care. They don't care. I have a family. I'm out here trying to feed my family. I don't care if you want me to risk my win bonus, which is a hundred grand. You want me to risk a hundred grand to stand and bang with a guy who has terrible wrestling? <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just not gonna do it. So I know that just like last time, like, and you might be disappointed. I'm definitely going to wrestle a lot, unless unless you do what Junior did to me. Unless you defend every every takedown attempt, I'm not going to stop trying to wrestle you. Right. Unless you you have to deter me, and I don't think Derek's going to deter me. 
Well, it's like the the old saying goes: it's not really on you to change your game plan; it's on him to stop it, right? Exactly. It's not. Why is it my problem? <laughs> right. Right. No. No. Hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Um, sometimes you won't get you know the uh, the style points, but at the end of the day, there's such a discrepancy between winning and losing in this game and the yeah. money that you receive as a result. And until that changes, yeah, it 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 really does matter. I mean, it, maybe if you were getting just you know a flat fee, it'd be different, right? Maybe I'd be a lot more. I'd be a lot less reluctant to like do some crazy shit like that. I throw a spinning elbow on the feet or <laughs> try a spinning heel kick, whatever. Cause like, whatever, like I, the money's in the bank is, right. is there regardless. But when it's like this, I have to win or else my daughter's not going to have certain resources. That's all I'm thinking about in the back room before we walk out of there. Like this guy is trying to take food out of my daughter's mouth. Um, speaking of crazy stuff, your guy, Corey Sanhagen, I mean, <laughs> the sandwagon is, 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 uh, is filling <laughs> up. It's amazing. I, I saw that great clip of you guys all watching together. It's really cool to see how tight knit your team is and to see how genuinely happy you guys were for him. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're not surprised by any of this, right? No. I mean, look, this guy's been doing this for a while. He does it in the gym. Like, I've been, I've been telling people since he was in the LFA, I was like, this guy, Corey Sanhagen, because I like to watch him hit pads. And that's not like the norm for me. I don't really like to watch people hit pads. Watching him, watching him hit pads is like watching a ballet dancer. Like I can see wow. the the movements and like just all the shift steps and all the he's all over the place, but it's like it's all with a purpose. And I can see it. And then he takes that pad work and he applies it during sparring. He's doing the same things, just touching people up and he's landing the jumping knees, but he's not killing people in gym. He's just touching them. But you can tell like if that was if this was on if that was for money, that guy would be asleep. He wow. does that a lot. So I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, it's incredible. And uh, I think he deserves a big fight, maybe uh, a number one contender fight next and, and hopefully get a chance to fight for the title later on this year. Speaking of title fights, before I let you go, I'm just curious, who do you think wins? You know Francis very well, obviously. You don't know Stipe as well. Who do you think wins that title fight in a, a month or so? I think it'll be Stipe again. Like, why wouldn't the original game plan work this time? Like I said about Derek, like, it takes years and years and years to develop the uh, awesome Emory until to be able to defend against a wrestler like a Stipe. Like, I know I actually have trained with Stipe. This was years and years ago, but oh, wow. even back then, I could tell he's a very, very good wrestler. Wow, when was that? Was that in uh, was that in Ohio before you were in the UFC? Yeah, this was when he was getting ready for uh, Gabriel Gonzaga, and he brought me in because I'm a grappler. I'm not a jujitsu guy, but I can take him down. And I was an amateur back then. This is what was that? 2012. He was getting ready for Gonzaga. So I, yeah, I went out there for like a month. I came back to Chicago. Another month out there. He came back to Chicago. And then, like, a, one more month. So I'm not going to say I was giving him, like, great goals because I wasn't. I was an amateur. He was piecing me up. But I did my best to push him with the wrestling. I was able to take him down and give him a decent look. Could I just ask just to, to, to end the story? Like, Stipe wins, then Stipe fights John. Who do you like in that fight? I don't know because we've never seen John in heavyweight. Like, we don't know how he moves. We don't know. If that affects his speed, his head movement, we don't know. And he's never, 
I've never seen John get hit by heavyweight. So we don't know how he absorbs uh, a simple jab. Like a jab from heavyweight is not the same as a jab from a light heavyweight. Right. So I don't know. I I wish we I wish John were taking on someone else so we could get like an idea of like how he looks. But at this point, we just we don't know. Well, DC was pushing for you. He said when when your fight fell through, he said you should fight John. I didn't think. Full disclosure, I didn't think that was going to happen because I think they're saving John for the title fight because they don't want him to yeah. fight someone else and then stumble and then you can't capitalize on yeah. him fighting for the belt. I'm not going to lie. That would be a hell of a fight. John <laughs> could win. I could win. One of a, a. But, yeah, they would probably prefer not to waste them on a guy like me. And, and like you said, use him for the title fight. That's where the money's at. Like right. Him versus me. It's not a lot of money. Him versus whoever has the belt, it's a lot of money. By the way, how many fights left for you on your deal? This is number seven out of eight. So I guess two more, including this one. Okay. So things are about to get interesting for you. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. All right. Well, you deserve it. Uh, Thank you for the time. I know you're about to head out. I appreciate it. Good luck to you in Las Vegas this week and, of course, on Saturday. Thanks, as always. Thank you. I appreciate it, as always. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. Great stuff there from Curtis Razorblades. You know, I do really appreciate when someone is honest about the state of their career. You know, he, he could be like so many others and say, oh, it's BS that John Jones is going to get a title shot before me. He is not saying that. I appreciate the fact that he is also not saying, hey, I'm going to try to change my style to be exciting. No, it's on my opponent to stop me from what I do best. I love that. And also, I like that he's not walking back his fighter pay comment. So in case you missed it before the Alexander Volkov fight in June, you know, he was vocal about fighter pay. He feels like fighters don't make enough. I agree with him. And after his fight against Volkov wasn't all that exciting, Dana White was very critical, essentially saying, hey, you can't be this vocal about fighter pay and produce fights like that. I personally don't think one has anything to do with the other. I think the fighter pay structure is the real issue here, but alas, I digress. And he could have walked it back. He didn't. Uh, And I think it's amazing that he hasn't had a conversation with Dana. How's that possible? He's had some big wins. Remember that win over Alistair Overeem? Alistair Overeem probably at this point makes five, six, seven times more than Curtis Blades. This guy annihilated Alistair Overeem in Chicago in June of 2018. He deserves a lot more. He's on the cusp 
of being the number one contender at heavyweight. Big fight against Derek Lewis. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I think this being in a smaller cage very much favors Curtis Blades. We'll see. This Saturday, ESPN Plus, you know the drill. And by the way, the full conversation is uh, is over on the ESPN MMA YouTube channel. You can see all our stuff there. We're doing a lot of great stuff over there. I highly suggest you check it out. All right. So like I said, we got another busy week of MMA coming up. Hey, how about LFA? 100 shows this Friday. Congratulations to them. That's a pretty big deal. 100 shows for LFA. Mazel tov, as we like to say over on uh, on this side of the fence. Um, and again, the UFC is back this Saturday. Another event. I think they got like 15 or so fights on this card. And thus far, none of them have fallen off. It's an incredible lineup of fights, just like a lot of fights. Prelims start at 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Some good names. Phil Hawes on there, so looking forward to his return. He's always fun. Uh, Drakkar Close against Luis Pena. You got Jared Gordon over there as well. Shayna Dobson. So a nice little, uh, a nice little. Uh, what can you say? A little melage, if you will. A little uh, charcuterie board, if you will. Or as Chael says, charcuterie board. Eamon Zahabi as well, the uh, younger brother for Azahabi. Then we got the main card beginning at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Headlined by Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis. Very important fight in the heavyweight division. Rest of the card a little thin, if we're being honest, but there's some names there. Andre Arlotti, Caitlin Vieira, looking forward to her return. Charles Rosa is always solid. Alexia Lennox. So something for everyone on Saturday on the platform that Shale and I built, ESPN+. Plus. Please continue to rate, download, subscribe, and review. It is very important. I want to give a shout out to one of our recent reviewers, P Black. He gives us five stars, and he says, and I quote, my deep nerdiness for MMA is buoyed, I believe it's pronounced that way, by Ariel DC and the crew. Journalistic professionalism, knowledge, and genuine enthusiasm for the sport brought me to ESPN+. The normalizing of diaper changing, crying, making and correcting mistakes, and openness about all aspects of health are the treasure that keeps me here. Wow, how nice. Uh, he continues... Thank you for your work and all the laughs. Well, that's very nice. Hey, by the way, shout out also to Sarah Spain. Uh, She had me on her show. That's what she said earlier this week. Great conversation about the life and times of your friend, Ariel Hawani. Uh, The good times, the bad times. If you're curious about listening to more of that, go check it out wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm out of time. Thank you very much, Leon Edwards, Curtis Blades. Thank you to TST, whose days are numbered around these parts. More on that later. For now, though, back next week, same time and place, Jose. Peace. I'm out of here.